Hey there, my name is Sarah Bowling, and I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast. I'm praying that God speaks to you through this podcast. Your heart is encouraged and overflowing with love. Thank you so much for listening. Love to have you subscribe and of course share this with your friends. I know God has really great things for you in this time together. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you so much for watching, listening. Totally, totally happy to spend a little time with you. We're starting a new series, um, and it's kind of what I call Observations for Healing. But in some ways, I want to think about it. I know this may sound a little cheesy, but have you ever tried pokey? You're like, what is pokey? Pokey is like raw fish. Um, It's kind of this new trendy food. I think it comes out of Hawaii. It's raw fish and you can do like rice with it. And uh, my son took me to it the other day. And the first time I heard of it, I was like, what's pokey? And someone described it to me as deconstructed sushi. Ah, I get that. So what I want to do, you're like, what does that have to do with healing? Well, what I want to do is like deconstruct one of Jesus' healings. Because I think if we can deconstruct it, so to speak, um, there are some very helpful keys for you and me as it relates to healing. And remember, healing can be all kinds of things. Obviously, healing can be in your body, right? Your eyes, nose, ears, mouth, whatever it is. Um, healing can be in your soul, emotions, hurts from the past. Uh, healing can be in relationships. So healing has a really broad uh, application. So when we deconstruct one of Jesus' healings, I think we can make some really good uh, applications in those various areas of our lives where we need healing physically in our hearts and all that. So let's look at uh, one of the healings that Jesus did. And this has really been resonating in my heart for quite some time now. Um, And this is in John chapter 5. And we read about this healing from basically verses 1 through 16. And this is a gentleman who's at the pool of Bethesda. Uh, I think that's really interesting right there. Jesus, Bethesda is the pool. uh, It's by the sheep gate uh, in Jerusalem. So, and just to give you kind of one thing to consider, Bethesda is actually um, in Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word, house of loving kindness. Bet, meaning house, and chesed, meaning loving kindness. Um, And it's interesting because the sheep gate is where they would bring in sheep um, that would be used to sacrifice in the temple uh, on the brazen altar uh, for forgiveness, fellowship offerings, all that stuff. And so it's interesting that there is a pool uh, by that's called Bethesda, house of loving kindness, that's by the sheep gate. And when we think about this, ultimately Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and also is the expression of genuine love. And so loving kindness, Jesus coming to the house of loving kindness um, to see all these sick people. And so when you think about the location of the miracle uh, and the location of the healing, I just point that out to you because I think healing revolves around and is grounded in genuine love. And it is in God loving us and us being available for God to love, to express Father, Son, to express themselves to us. And so I think that's really important for us to think about that as kind of some of the ground, the laying the foundation for healing is it starts and is ground rooted in uh, loving kindness in God, who God is and genuine love. So when Jesus comes and you read about this in verses one through two, three, long in there, um, there's some things that I would consider opposition to healing. 
And you may not always think about these things, but I think it's important to consider a couple of, of surrounding things as we deconstruct this healing. So in verse chapter five, John chapter five, verse three, it says in the, in these, the pool of Bethesda, five porticles, there lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered. So there's a whole boatload of people at this pool, pool of Bethesda, and they are all in some way, shape, fashion, or form, sick, impaired, uh, broken, dysfunctional. They're not, they don't have ability to do things. So this guy is in this community. He's surrounded by people who are blind, who are lame, who are sick, who are withered, who are infirm. He's surrounded by them. And I think that's important for us to think about because sometimes we live in communities and pockets of people that have a lot of infirmity, have a lot of brokenness. Maybe they're blind to their own, own dysfunctions. Maybe they're deaf. They don't hear things clearly. And so illness can be not only physical, but illness can also be emotional in your soul. Illness can be in your relationships. So when we are around a lot of like-minded people, sometimes we think that's normal. Everybody is like this. And if that's all we see and hear and think, and we're surrounded by, by this sickness and illness day in and day out, it's just, it's normal. Then we have a mentality that sometimes could be an obstacle for receiving healing because the community around us, this is normal. And I think about this. And sometimes when I go to brothels and in, in developing countries, um, and some of these brothels, they're generational brothels, they've grown up. And so their normal is just this day-to-day -day existence. And when we come, when I come in, I'm like, this is not quote unquote normal. And, but for them, it is normal. They look at me and they think you're abnormal. I look at them. <laughs> and so we have these obstacles in our mind sometimes because of the community, the people that we hang around with. And some of them are great people, but there's brokenness and we relate to it. And so we, we can, if we're not careful, stay um, in, committed in that community, stay ingrained in that community because it seems it's comfortable and normal to us. But I want to point out another obstacle as we deconstruct this healing. If you look at verse five, it says that Jesus uh, found out that this man had been ill for 38 years. <laughs> that's almost four decades. I would say that not only sometimes our people and community can be an obstacle to healing, but also time. Because if you've been sick for a very long time, you could develop a mindset. This is again, normal, customary. It doesn't change. It's a permanent state of being. And so when we think about these obstacles, it's important for us, important for you, for me to think about, you know, I, I want Jesus to heal me, heal my body, heal my soul, heal my relationship, whatever. I want Jesus to heal me. But are there some obstacles in my life that I need to look at and consider as we deconstruct this healing? And so I think it's important. Are there people, has this been a long standing permanent state of being? It seems like it's never going to change. And then the last obstacle I, I want to point out to you, and I think it's the most important, it's the, it's the pivot point for the whole, whole healing experience. And it's in verse six. And Jesus says to the man who had been laying by the pool 
for 38 years. She had been sick for 38 years. He's been in this community of, of sick, broken people for a very long time. So community and time have been an integral part of his day-to-day -day reality. And Jesus says to him, do you want to be well? And I think that's the pivot, pivot point for this whole experience with healing. And I think that's a question Jesus asks us today. Do you want to be well? And rhetorically, we automatically, oh, of course I want to be well. But I think it would be important for us as we, as we think about this deconstructed healing, it's important for us to consider and ask ourselves that question. Jesus is asking us, do you want to be well? Because we might have the mindset that it's a permanent condition. We might have the mindset that this is my, my, my tribe. <laughs> this is my group. These are my people. And I want us to think about this because if we're going to walk in the fullness of healing that Jesus has for us, we have to sit with the question, do you want to be well? And ask ourselves that and give some pause, give some pause, com some consideration to really be forthright and honest. Asking Holy Spirit, lead me into truth. Is there, do, do I want to be well? So as we think about this, of course, I want to thank you for subscribing. Hit the notification bell right there. We're going to continue next week as deconstructed healing. So you're like, does it get well? Some of you already read ahead, which is great. But I think when we deconstruct this, you're going to see some really cool things that would be very, very helpful for you, for me, as we walk and live in the healing that Jesus has for us. So here's a question for you to think about. Uh, when, what is the, the worst time you were ever sick? What is the worst sickness you ever had? How's that? The worst sickness you ever had. Just be brief. <laughs> you know, like I was in school, I got the mumps, measles, whatever. But just be brief, answer that question. That would be super fun to hear your feedback on that. And doo -doo -doo -doo, we have these fantastic jokes. I know you're like, oop, time to switch off. <laughs> Not all of you, but here you go. Here's your joke for today. It takes guts to be an organ donor. <laughs> <laughs> Next week will be a whole lot better. Thanks so much. Hey there, thanks so much for listening today. I'm super stoked to get time with you. And of course, I'd love for you to subscribe, share this with your friends, and really sense God working through you as well as in you in these words. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.